It is uh, Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show from the world-famous Worthington. And, uh, boy, we're here with all the Baylor folks. We're starting to kind of mill around. Surely none of them are uh, are going into the bar area. I'll take a peek to make sure nobody's doing something such as that. Beautiful Christmas trees around. And a guy who went to school here in Fort Worth at TCU now covers those Aggies. None other than Travis Brown. Travis uh, used to be we waited till February. It was about February 3rd, and it was a very exciting national signing day. It's very, it's it's really strange. Still haven't gotten used to this. That it's right before Christmas, this early signing period, that it's become a bigger deal than the one in February, and that for for where I'm covering a game in the belly of the beast, our our rivals, your TCU Horn Frogs, this is happening on the day before the bowl game, like while all the bowl stuff is happening. So it's been uh, it's been a bit strange. How are things in Aggieland today, though? Have things settled down? Are are the Aggies are they pleased with uh, with this recruiting class? Well, well, I mean, I guess we'll start out. Who, who on, on this day, on on whether it be actually December or the February, what what day is is a coach not excited about the uh, the signing class? I mean, this is this is the national day of excitement because everyone is going to come on your roster and <laughs> and and they're going to be instant impact players and they're going to. Uh, they're going to stay all four years because they love the school so much, and then they're going to go get their contract uh, and go to the NFL. But no, you know it, it, it is weird having it in December. It, it's you know at least this year it was the week after the, the state final games. I know some years it's fallen right in the middle of state week, which for the the players who are lucky enough to get to do that, that was uh, always a weird situation. Uh, you know, A and M is at an interesting spot. You know, I, it's funny. I had an Alabama. Uh, fan getting in my mentions on Twitter uh, talking about how it how does it feel for Aggies and their recruiting class to go from number one to the basement and right now according to 247 they're sitting at number 15 they have one five star uh, you know they have a couple another five star waiting in the wings they I, I don't think it's the basement it certainly isn't the penthouse they were in last year I think what I said it's like a fifth-story room with a uh, with one king bed and maybe a pull-out couch, maybe pool view. I think that's kind of where where A and M's sitting uh, along those lines. So you know, it's it's not last year. Uh, they knew they were going to take a smaller class, but it, it certainly it doesn't have the same bang for your buck as last year. And it's done with the kind of looming vacancy of an offensive coordinator and, and what the blueprint for offense is going to look like next year. Well, I'm looking at uh, some of the signees that uh, did this uh, today, and uh, boy, I tell you, anytime you can go into El Campo, get you that uh, running back that became official with the uh, five star there, Ruben Owens. What about the young man who was announcing here on uh, Stadium? Appears to be in some kind of purple. I like this background. He seems to be in 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 a chair like you would find from Game of Thrones. Uh, he's got his cap kind of back on the back of his head, and it looks like he must be sponsored by, what are these, Takis chips or something? I mean, I feel like Takis, everywhere we go, we end up with a bunch of those chips somehow. But uh, this young man, Damian Sanford, uh, so so some excitement in Aggieland over those two players. Yeah, they needed it. You know, Jimbo Fisher was right when he says they, they addressed their needs. They, they did. 
uh, get they needed to bolster the offensive line. They got four of those guys. They needed a lot of linebacker depth. Uh, they they brought in three of those guys. I think the linebackers were huge, and they needed um, defensive secondary depth. They brought in uh, three of, of of those guys as well. Um, and the interesting thing that you know we were just doing our our little my Aggie Nation podcast here, and the thing that we kind of realized came up with, you know. They fired Daryl Dickey, the offensive coordinator, uh, about like December. I mean, excuse me, November uh, 25th or 29th. It was that last week of November, and it was actually after they fired the offensive coordinator that they were able to sign their four offensive skill positions: the quarterback, the running back, the tight end, and the wide receiver. Which seems a, a little bit counterintuitive, but uh, Jimbo Fisher was able to get the the good sell in there, despite not necessarily knowing who, who's going to be right running that ship. All right, uh, talking to Travis Brown from uh, the Eagle there in uh, Bryan College Station, and he's been covering signing day. I I was wondering kind of what uh, Jimbo's mood would be like today. Uh, You know, the Baylor coach always has the same mood, Dave Aranda, but as you saw, Baylor had a player flip today. This morning they got uh, the confirmation of that really bad news on a four-star quarterback. And you remember, Travis, uh, Austin Novosad had, I think, at least one of his parents went to Texas A&M, and the Aggies got interested in him for a little while. He held strong to his Baylor commit right until, you know, the last couple of days. Um, any, any bad flips or anything like what was the what was the one the Aggies were most concerned about I your frogs by the way have flipped some guys uh and and obviously it has it it has to involve them going to the playoff and all this momentum they've got great transfers um so I mean I, I would say things are really going well for TCU any any losses to this Texas A&M class that really left a mark I think the biggest one that, that everyone is going to point back to is Anthony Hill, the five-star linebacker. Uh, yeah. He was probably numero uno, top priority on that, that recruiting board because linebacker um, is such a, a weak position for, for the Aggies right now. And, and he was going to be the, the bell cow of this recruiting class. And, and not only do you, does he decommit from Texas A&M, he goes to Texas, which, you know, to, to Aggies is a, is a, is a fate worse than, than you know, 12 deaths. And uh, he's going to potentially, with how everything's shaken out, he could be on the field for the Longhorns when the Aggies and the Longhorns play each other in, in, as conference mates because uh, we've kind of reached that, that whole era of, of college football again. So I think he would be the one that, that everyone mm-hmm. would point to would be the, the, the really the big one that, that, that got away. And, you know, I don't – certainly Novosad wasn't one that the Aggies were, were real in on um, you know, late in the game, but he certainly was one of their top choices to be the quarterback of this class. And uh, he, he not, not only did he get away from them, he got away from the state of Texas to go up to the to the Ducks. Yeah, and it just looked bad. You know, seeing him in something that that even was salt in the wound, in like a green and gold type looking. Now we're different colors than <laughs> Oregon, but that did not sit well with me. Um, what, what about, um, Jimbo talking about one of the big things we've talked to you about, and boy, you let us know real quick that, Hey, this next offensive coordinator is going to be the one calling the plays. And 
Jimbo seems to be okay with that. I think he's kind of been told maybe he needs to be okay with that. Um, any any hints, or did he drop any any breadcrumbs out there today? As uh, and we we saw the news on Bobby Petrino. That got you know that was kind of a fun story for a couple of days, and then Bobby ends up at another school, so that's not going to happen. I bet that played. I bet that was an interesting day for you, dealing with some of that Bobby Petrino rumors that started to circulate. Where is where is that whole search going? And do you sense? Any sense of urgency right now? I actually didn't because I I, 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 I think everyone figured that they would want to have their guy in place by, by signing mm-hmm. them so that they could tell these guys when they're sitting in living rooms, like, hey, here's going to be your guy. He's going to play, you know, call the plays. Go look at film from School X where he was, and you can get an idea of how you're, you're going to fit into this program. And uh, they, ha- they haven't done that yet. Um, I, I, it seems like they are – taking their time they've, they've held this whole other than whatever you want to call the leak for the petrino thing whether that was a realistic option or or not or, or how that came out that's really been the only cre- seemingly credible leak or, or direction pointing at where they might be headed uh, for this thing they've kept it incredibly close to the vest um but I, when, when we asked him about play calling, he said in the most wishy-washy way possible that he's hopeful that the guy that they hire can call plays because he said his job has changed so drastically in the last two years or so and the things that he needs to be responsible with as a head coach that he's hopeful that he can hand those play calls over, but, but that, hasn't, that hasn't been decided yet. And I get that, you know, I, I guess if you don't know – who that guy is going to be or um, how young or old or what kind of system or how that meshes. There might be some decision-making there, but I still think he's going to give up the play calling duties. Um, and yeah. It's going to be the, 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 the role of the guy coming in. It's just, it was a, it was an interesting answer to say that he's hopeful that he, the guy can do it. <laughs> I was reading, did he get into talking about some of the, GAs or whatever, you know, some of the quality control kind of people they're talking to. and he, I believe he the quote is, football is football. <laughs> and over isn't over. Um, <laughs> this is this is pretty interesting. And uh, he was talking hey, about it. He said, I keep telling. Yeah, go tell, an, tell the quote, the, an over isn't over to those who are betting the over on the Aggies offense this year. <laughs> oh, man. I wish you had have said that. I don't that, think that happened. <laughs> no. Here, here it is. An over is an over. A dig's a dig. We'll get the right guy, and we think can fit and move the football. I, you know, yeah. I think he. I think it's bothering him, in a sense that, it, it, you know, like Dicky, we sort of know how he functioned under Jimbo, and Jimbo is still calling the plays and doing all that. This. This the, the reporters dying to know this has become such a big story, it, and I think he hates that it's become a big story because it, it it sheds light on a deficiency of his, and and I think I think that's a difficult thing for a long time successful head coach to deal with. That well, I might not, I might finally have to give this up, and uh, yeah, and and I, and, I, and I have the question of. You know, whether it be an up-and-coming, young, hot 
coordinator or someone who has skins on the wall, uh, why would you want to come to a place that the coach probably would have gotten fired if it wasn't for his astronomical contract and who never has delegated those duties before? Because it, it seems like that, depending on, on his take on it, that could be a, a, a massive butting of heads and, and trying to figure out a place, even if, especially if this, whoever this coordinator is, is at a place that he's comfortable. Yeah. And also the comments about the uh, the uh, tampering in the uh, boy, it hasn't that been interesting with the with uh, the UTSA coach trailer, you know, making his comments, what Narduzzi said at Pitt, Matt, you know, what's happening with Mac Brown's quarterback Drake May, and then uh, and then Jimbo weighing in on it, and um, unfortunately, when A and M sort of got labeled as the the a school spending such huge money in NIL, fair or not. I just don't think anybody wants to feel too sorry for for Jimbo or or any coach really at that level that is talking about uh, complaining about tampering. I mean, it's just hard well, to. I, I, I just I think it's easier to feel for a coach uh, a coach trailer than it is for a Jimbo or somebody at the real high end of this thing. I, I did enjoy too. He he, he went on. He, he kind of threw that out there and he spun it out there a couple times. So I. I ran a few follow-ups by him. Uh, just you know, what? How does this manifest against self? What? What? How are you seeing it? And he kind of gave some answers, and I said, "Well, so so did this happen to you? Some of the players that you that left the school for the transfer portal, did, was there tampering involved there?" He's, no, not really. So <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> not not really. I'm going to talk about how this is utterly ridiculous, but I've never. I've never really had it happen to me. Okay. Yeah. 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 And we see these people, by the way, coming in through the portal, whether in it, at any school. And you can't, oh, you waited till they were in the portal to reach out. Come on. Okay. I just don't think people want to hear coaches at this level uh, complain too much about it. Travis, uh, happy signing day to you. Uh, always, uh, always great to catch up with you. And, uh, if you if you come across a quarterback, send it send it our way. We, we're licking our wounds today a little bit. Hey, you got it. Maybe I'll see you up at one of those fine eating establishments over the Christmas holiday in the Lake Highlands area. Well, I sure hope so. Tonight I'll be going to the world famous Joe T. Garcia's, where you spent a lot of time over the years, uh, and so I'll be a Riata uh, last night. And, and got a hold Good. of some of those uh, tenderloin tamales. So everything's okay, although my diet has really been thrown <laughs> out the window. I'll go back to being that puffy guy you remember all those years. Okay, Travis, be good. Merry Christmas to you. And tell your family I said hey. And holler at me if you do come through town. Will do. Merry Christmas, Matt. Okay, there he goes. Travis Brown from the Eagle.